We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to this Thursday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio. Here this morning, we will look at Neil's picks. He has a one-game lead. Over Jeffrey, a few games uh, over me, and then Zach, I think, coming in fourth at the current moment. So uh, Zach had a disastrous at. week, too. It, well, and he, I, we'll, we'll talk about it. I, I went through, I looked. Well, we got a few different uh, thought processes on uh, on today's picks. So we'll do that. We'll look at some other gambling things um, and whatnot here, uh, here on the show. Are we doing the Ben thing today? Right. Yeah, so the MPW Digital pregame show will be um, – I'll, I'll do it live today so that people will have two full days to watch it. We'll have Pete DeWeese, Ryan Brown, um, Jeffrey Wright, Tulane wide receivers coach Jeff Conway. I'm supposed to talk to him late this morning. And uh, Ben Mintz. And so Ben's interview is about just shy of 20 minutes. So I'm going to show some people, the, for the people who don't know what's on the show, that's the kind of thing that's on the show. There's a lot of stuff on the show every week. I mean, just, you know, and, and here's the good thing about YouTube, too. You can watch a little bit, go away, and when you come back, it'll start you right there. It's amazing. Right there it's where you incredible. came back. I mean, it, you do not, it's not like the old days where it goes back to the beginning. Right there, wherever you stop. It's all good. And you can listen to YouTube in your car. I've done it. You can. Yes. yes that is correct. So. I mean, I tested it this week to see if it was doable because people are like, well, I just want it on a podcast. Like, no, you can do it this way. It works. There's sound and everything. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's right there. So we're going to be in here in a little bit. We'll just talk a lot of football today as, uh, as we get going. Hand raise guys tonight around 7 o'clock. We'll be with you. We'll take your calls. We'll watch some NFL. I think it's Washington football team and Giants tonight. That's correct. On uh, on Thursday, I'm sure there's some college games too. I don't even know who they are, but we'll uh, we'll flip around. We'll do I'll some stuff soon. with you here uh, here this evening. Um, but for now, the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Remember it's to uh, see the self checkout that's up and running there at the Blue Sky here on Highway Six West. Don't have to worry about lines elsewhere. Get in, take care of your own stuff, and get out there with the Oxford Exxon lunch specials: five sixty nine two sides bread, thirty two ounce drink. And with the Speed Pass Plus app, you can earn points and save money every time you use that app there at the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. And again, coming to you 
from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. That number, call it, ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guests, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. be a great place to hang out tonight if you're watching football. If you're uh, coming in for the weekend on Saturday, uh, uh, if you're not going to the Grove, or maybe you're not going to the Grove until later in the day, or whatever the case may be, Rafters has great burgers, po'boys, appetizers, great beer selection, full bar, live music, the whole deal there at Rafters. Music and food on the square in Oxford, also Rafters, New Albany, and then Rafters on the water at Sardis. So, By the way, the one game tonight yep. is Ohio versus the Bobcats, Louisiana Lafayette. Oh, where's that at? It's at Cajun Field there okay. in swampy Lafayette, Louisiana. Is he... Will he just take something at the end of the year, or is or, or, or are we at the point where he's maybe not necessarily a lifer, but this is no no longer a year over year deal where he's Billy Napier's for sure getting out. I mean, maybe he stays there. Maybe he likes it. There are people that love Lafayette. Well, sure. I mean, it's I mean, a it's a well, cool. He doesn't t- have the worst gig in the world. I mean, it's, just, it's like we we haven't needed the podcast fodder this week, but the athletic talking about the top five jobs in college football. Um, they asked a hundred or so staffers, coaches. Came up the list. It was like Alabama, Texas, USC, Georgia, and LSU. I think were the five that were um they that got the most votes. But Andy Staples going on and on and on about how, from a straight quality of life standpoint, it's the Kentucky Wildcats because they pay a ton of money. The expectations are very low, sure. and you can ride it out for a really long time there and be quite happy in Lexington. Well, look at Stoops. I mean, I think they could win nine games this year. So, in a lot of ways, Lafayette is sort of the Group of Five version of that. I think, in a way. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Where it's, it's, I mean, it's, look, I, I think if you're looking at jobs, you look at Lafayette, UCF, Cincinnati, quality of life jobs. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, the Cincinnati job is probably a pretty damn good job. Good job. Now you're in the Big 12. It might change the scenario. Expectations have to alter, right? Yeah, but, you know, before that, I mean, everybody's kind of done pretty well there. Nice yeah. town. I like Cincinnati. Yeah. It's a UCL, nice town. What else? Those different jobs. Sure. Make a bunch of money. Yeah. UCF's a great job. I'm worried a little bit about my mental acuity today. I left coffee on the counter, did not bring it in. I, I know exactly where the cup is sitting, but that is doing me no good right now. I first typed that it was Wednesday's podcast today, not Thursday's. Um, so we're struggling a little bit. I don't even necessarily know why. But I mean, I we know. could do a Wednesday podcast on Thursday. I mean, whatever. We could. You can call uh, it whatever the hell you want to call I, it. That's a good point. Um, I, I slept. I don't know. I'm, I'm just whatever. Have you watched any of the uh, the impeachment, the FX thing? <sighs> Got it taped. Okay. I haven't had a chance to watch it. Because Wednesdays, for me, I tape with Jeffrey at 630. Mm-hmm. We finished at about 718. Okay. I loaded it. Went ahead and put the graphics yeah, on yeah. it. And then got, went to Pete at 830. By the time I finished with that, it was nine, and then I studied history with Carson. <laughs> and so, I mean, I look up. World history, not U.S. history, so it doesn't fit in. We're, we're, yeah. We're, we're um, doing world history, and so we were studying the Industrial Revolution okay. yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's riveting. Yeah, I've watched the first episode. Um, I've watched 
about half-ish of the second episode. Um, you're kind of in my boat, though. I'm so immersed in that subject that any little thing that I know is false is grating on my nerves. Like, even if it's just they left something out that I found relevant. And she's the point. one producing it. What have they What have they left out? Um, well, just little stuff. Like, she, to her credit, she's done a pretty good job of going, no, hey, look, I'm not going to spare myself. Speaking of Monica Lewinsky, sorry, we're using pronouns. Um... Because, like, they showed it last night, they showed where she flashed her underwear at Clinton while she was in the other room on the phone and he was walking by when she was flirting with him. And the the, the other producers offered her a chance to just ignore that. And she said, No, I, I don't get a complete pass here. Go ahead. Like, this is this is this is the way this worked. Um, you still wonder, right? We're going to get to football, I swear. I the promise. president of the United States of America in the Oval Office. Doesn't something click in the back of your mind that this is probably not the best idea? Even that, beyond, I mean, yes, 100%. And it's also the perfect storm because there's a government shutdown going on. Right, right. So there's hardly anybody anywhere. I mean, so he kind of thought, I mean you and I have both been in the West Wing. There's people everywhere. That would be impossible during yeah, normal business hours. Yeah. Um, Literally, the, the, the corridor around the Oval Office is, is just, it's like Main Street. Yeah, 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 yeah. So much activity. I don't know how you could, but if you told me that that building was empty, mm-hmm. that would make maybe be a. I just, it's yeah. bizarre. So the really. first episode is pretty much all based off Linda Tripp's perspective and sets a, sets up the very beginning stuff from that thing, and then the second episode now has been a little more Monica centric on following her through um, the beginnings of the of the relationship. The casting has been great, except for actually Clinton. Clinton is the one where I don't necessarily think they did a very good job with casting. Because, you know, that was the thing in the, in the O.J. Simpson FX thing, is they hit casting so good that yeah. you were just obsessed with, with it because of casting. You, and they forget, did the, you forget that it wasn't actually Yeah, they them. did a great job with Monica, Linda Tripp. I think we haven't gotten to her yet, but Hillary, they did a good job. But Clinton leaves something to be desired there. I I, I don't feel like they did a they did a great job there with, uh, with him. But nonetheless, when... When you catch up, we'll probably spend time on it on like a Friday when nothing else going on. But we have a bye week next week. I'm planning to sit down and watch it tomorrow night. They're long. Both of them are about an hour and 20 minutes-ish, something like that. So I've missed two so far. Is that correct? Yeah. They're every Tuesday. So Tuesday was the second episode. Oh, I thought they were Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday. So they're Tuesday. Yeah. And Tuesday's my night to drive to Tupelo. Yeah. So, So, yeah. Yeah, it's 9 o'clock on Tuesdays. So. Anyway, okay, sorry, we'll get to football now. I'm just I'm a little scatterbrained. We're all over the place, but we'll uh but yeah, going to Neil's picks. I saw several times where Zach is trying to do the catch up thing this week. Yeah. And it's a little early for that. Week three, it's not because look It's like when you We s- don't suck at this. So if you just want to go against us every single time, you're probably just gonna get farther behind. Like we're not gonna miss all of them. It's when you miss the first extra point. Yeah, and you and start, you start chasing, chasing it, and before you know it, you're, you've got eighteen points. <laughs> when you could have just had twenty points. Yeah. Relax. Just, just, just going for it on fourth down too early. Like just play, just play football. Just, just play football. Uh, you're right, though. The lines this week suck. Uh, they're awful. They're really bad. I yep. mean, they, they, they are. There were very few ones where I went, okay, that's fair and that makes sense, and that's because even your SEC game this week, it's thirty and a half with Georgia and South Carolina. And look, Georgia's defense is awesome, and South Carolina's quarterback, I'm assuming, is still Zeb Nolan. 
So what do you do? Um, at some point, I would think you would have some letdown somewhere. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll get into that. Then we'll go to Ben when we finish uh, finish that. Uh, week three of the Butcher and the Spin Instructor is up as uh, as well. Obviously, it's in YouTube. I don't know if Neil has his podcast or not, but it is in YouTube right it, now. It's not in podcast yet, but I will load it into podcast. Okay. So let's see. Let's jump into uh, to picks this week. As I said, had a pretty mediocre week last week all the way around. Uh, Neil currently uh, six and five against the spread last week for the year fifteen and ten. I am five and six last week. Jeffrey was five and six last week. I'm twelve and thirteen for the year. Jeffrey fourteen and eleven, and then Zach ten and fifteen for the year after a three and eight last week. Yeah, a disaster the, uh, against the spread. Not a not 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 optimal. So New Mexico, this is the uh, the Lobos, is that correct? Yes, okay. the Lobos of New Mexico. Plus 27.5, they're in College Station, number 7, Texas A&M, 11 a.m., SEC Network. I did not see this, but it does not surprise me at all. I saw Grind said in the stream that yesterday the A&M media was countering at Andy Staples saying that A&M is a top-five job in the country, and we're very upset by the, by, the, by the rankings of the 100 coaches and staff. Let's go here for a minute because yeah, I'm sure. officially at the point in my career where I don't care. Uh-huh, sure. Like, I – if if everyone hates me, it, it it's no no skin off my back anymore. I, okay, I, I'm sure. not going to Texas to go to work. Yep, sure. Is there a media group that's more more of a shill for the school that they cover than the Texas A and M? It would be state if they were more nationally relevant. Okay, I believe that. But there aren't as many of them. Like you would, well, that's a good point. You would think at Texas A&M there would be a, at least one me who's kind of a contrarian who's like, come on, man, we're, we're not here to work for Texas A&M. We're here to cover Texas but A&M. But it's pretty unanimous, at least that I'm aware of. I can't think of a, a – the only – Contrarian. Suzanne I could, was not bad back in the day. She's not doing it anymore, right? Yeah, no, that back when she was. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think she is anymore. Um, yeah, Suzanne Halliburton was very good. Yeah, she did. And so, see, I always, this was my mistake. When I was in Mobile and we needed an A&M guest, I just got Suzanne Halliburton. Yeah, sure. And so I never encountered the, oh, my God, you people are insane. Well, I'm telling you, I asked this question to Kerry Murdoch that day because it was the strangest thing. In, in 15, 14, 14, yeah, 14. You were in the first marathon in 14, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... Jeffrey and I have gone to College Station to cover this game. Ole Miss wears them out the week after beating Alabama. And, I mean, look, at that point, we're not obnoxious in a pro-Ole Miss way. We're just kind of loud more than anything else. But the A&M media, and I say that as a collective, it was all of them, they literally moved 15 seats down and got away from us. Because frankly, they were almost had this, like this nervous energy, and we were disrupting their peace, if you will. We were we were not playing into their peace about how they were nervous about an Ole Miss game because oh my God, Ole Miss may win the game tonight, and they're like banging class rings on the table and they're doing all this stuff. I mean, it was it was the strangest football game I've ever covered in my entire life. See, God made sure I wasn't there because it I would have said something. The only obnoxious thing. And he will, he will, he will own this. So I'm not talking behind his back. I'll tell him right now. Was Jeffrey running around pissed off because there was no Janie, Johnny Manziel portrait I remember, in the I press box? That. I remember that they had two of Jackie Sherrill, but they did not have one of Johnny Manziel hanging in the uh, in the in, in the press box. Jeffrey has a point. It, he had a very good point. Yes, I mean it. That place, it 
it played into every stereotype that we have potentially ever talked about on the show that night. I mean, it was... And they they got a little quiet later because Ole Miss scored early and kind of ran them out, and it was it was whatever. Yeah. And it, it, it oh god, it was bad. I mean, it was but like the Texas media is not that way. They they're they're critical. Oklahoma media is critical. I mean, Kerry Murdoch and and Lincoln Riley going at, Lincoln going Riley at it the other day. Yeah. <sighs> it's probably a new. I mean, the Arkansas media is pretty homery, but there are like Wally Hall. You could never call Wally Hall a pure homer. He's gotten after people. I mean, he's gotten people fired. And they're kind of like state, too. Like, they're just, it takes a certain level of notoriety. Now, here's the problem, though. But why like it makes Tom A&M, Murphy. Tom Murphy's well, not a sure. homer at all. But it's why it makes A&M worse is because while they are a national program, they don't win on that level. So you have to hear about them and hear about them and hear about them. And then they A&M it every year. Except last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because they went a long way to try to A&M it on, on Saturday against Colorado. And look, not this week. They're going to beat New Mexico. And I did like what that kid did in the fourth quarter, the Canada kid. But is it is it Kazada? Kazada. Oh, whatever. Okay, Zach Kazada. Sure, I didn't sure. have sound on, so whatever. I didn't. I, I did not learn the backup quarterback at A and M. Four to seven weeks. You're running into a lot of trouble over four to seven weeks because I mean it's it, it's fine, but if you can't score, you're losing somewhere in the stretch. Well, you um, might not come back completely healthy. Yeah, it's ankle. Lower I mean, leg. If you're off whatever. your lower leg for four to seven weeks and then you get back on it, stands to reason that you're I mean, go train for go train for a few months and then take seven weeks off and come back and tell me you're as good as you were when before you got hurt. Well, sure, because you're gonna be out of shape. I mean you can't lower lower body wise, he's not running, he's not doing anything. I don't know. I And I think they've got some weird games coming up. I do. I'm 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 telling you. And I asked Ask Pete. You'll see it on the MPW Digital Show. I said, am I crazy to think they've got a challenge with Arkansas? And he goes, not at all. They've got a real challenge there. Next week in Arlington, 2.30. Man, if you're Arkansas next week, that's free shot. Mm-hmm. You're 3-0. and You beat Texas. If you lose, whatever. We'll get back on the bus and come home and yeah, we'll get ready to roll miss. Because the goal was – I mean, the – the goal externally was, oh, can, can they get to six? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, if you're Arkansas right now, I'll, I'll give you six. Yeah. Ready? Get three tomorrow with uh, Georgia Southern. Mm-hmm. Still get Pine Bluff. That's four. You get Mississippi State at home. That's very winnable. They get Missouri at home. It's very winnable. Texas a and is not a must win for them to get to six. Mm-mm. The whole damn student body goes down there. Ask me how I know. Yeah. They'll they'll pack that place. They'll have a shot against A and M, a legit shot. I I wonder whether they can move the football against A and M, but if they can at all, and they're good defensively. Arkansas is good on defense. If if Kazada is this average quarterback, we get it into the fourth quarter, Chase, and all that. You know, fourth quarter now, it's not even about a football game. It's about who yeah. can make a play. Just. Quickly to get back in the lines, I completely understand that top five list, and I don't. I understand why the coaches put those top five teams in that. My issue with it is that two of them, Texas and SC, from a resource standpoint, sure, one hundred percent have a lot of money, they have a lot of prestige, have a lot of history, all those things. Sure, the boosters are bat shit crazy, and at no point have they done a Saban thing to get out of the way. So Texas is not a top five job because they put a caveat on it every time and go. Well, if the boosters blank, well, okay. But yeah, right. Great, awesome. Right. They don't, so it is what it is. Until somebody changes that, 
there's no difference there. It's not a top five job. I agree completely. And you better win. So you've got to deal with all that chaos on the side and go win 12 games and beat Oklahoma and go win a national title. It's kind of a crap job. And now you're going to play in this in this hellhole of a league. And that you just saw it last week. I mean, they just got exposed to it last week. Look, they are a one K.J. Jefferson bad read away from a 40-point loss in Fayetteville. Yeah, where you're just clobbered. Yeah, and, and as it was, they got their asses kicked. And SC's a little bit of a West Coast version of that. Not a little bit of one. A lot of bit of one. I mean, and Georgia makes a good point. The Oklahoma job is a better job than Texas. Absolutely. Oklahoma can recruit nationally. They have. No issue there. People have won there. Frankly, they're a quarterback mill right now. People have won there. Yeah. Who's won at Texas since Mac Brown? No one. It's been 20 years. I keep people go, well, I tell you, you're, you can win there. I'm like, okay, when was the last time somebody did? We do this with Tennessee all the time. It's like this week, people are like, Oklahoma, Nebraska. I'm like, man, the last time that was relevant, I was a kid. Yeah. And yeah, Nebraska was awesome in the 80s, and you can't take that away from them, but they haven't been awesome since. And so this assumption that they're going to automatically be awesome again drives me, you know this, it drives me crazy. The Tennessee thing, boy, back in the 90s. Yep, you're absolutely right. Back in the 90s, Tennessee was awesome. Yeah, Nebraska with Tommy Frazier was hell. When Tennessee had Peyton Manning and Peerless Price and all those cats, man, they were <laughs> they would kick your ass. Yep, you got it, no doubt. Yeah, Leonard Lindell doesn't exist right now. Those guys are out of the NFL now. Yeah. I mean, it's th- th- those days are over, and they have never filled that void. Mm-hmm. And so to assume that, oh, well, now they're going to because it's just osmosis, it doesn't work like that. Oregon was never jack when I was a kid. In fact, when I was a kid, Oregon was the laughing stock. No, they came in. They Joey Harrington brought them on the map around 02, somewhere yeah. around that. And, and then they've got a slow sense. build. Yeah. yeah. So. And so this this whole it, – it actually kind of drives me crazy. I – I, I get why it's a good story because we're sitting here talking about it. But when you talk about, like, ranking jobs, it really depends on what you're ranking. And it's also so damn coach-dependent. Well, it. like, it, even it, the it, Alabama it. job. And the Alabama job is undeniably a great job. But they have the greatest coach ever. Yeah. So and maybe if, it takes that level of cachet for everybody to get out of his way. Well, it did. Yeah. But I mean, even moving forward. But, there's no guarantee the next no. dude gets the same autonomy. But I mean, I was there. I covered it. I can tell you that, that Mike Shula didn't have this. Mm-hmm. Dennis Franchoni didn't have. Dennis Franchoni damn near left for Kansas. And then he did leave for Texas A&M. Yeah. They hired Mike Price as like choice six. Mm-hmm. Took Mike Shula, bless his heart. Brought him out of the NFL where he was happy. Brought him to Tuscaloosa and then abused him. Yeah. And yeah, he won ten games one year. Mm-hmm. Alabama is undeniably a great job, but they're not the automatic number one job in the country after Saban leaves. No. Yeah. And they talked about that. I mean, there's a lot of details. I mean, if, if Nick but... Saban had gone to Florida, Florida would be a top five I, job. I think today. Florida would have had the Alabama run. Yeah. If Nick Saban had gone to Auburn. I think Auburn would have had this run. Georgia, he would have had this run. Hell, I think if Nick Saban went to Mississippi State, they wouldn't have this run, but they'd be winning big. They'd have a title, at least. They'd probably have a title by now. Yeah. Now, is Alabama a, a top-five job on any metric? Sure. Absolutely. But when people go, is Alabama the greatest job ever? I don't know. Is it? Yeah. 
It is with Nick Saban as the head coach. With Nick Saban as the head coach. And everybody out of the way, giving him everything that he wants, mm-hmm. sure. But when the next guy comes in, what if some of the boosters are like, you know, I kind of kind of wouldn't mind getting back into it a little bit. I mean, Saban threw the boosters out of the building. Yeah. I mean, even the biggest boosters, if they wanted to come to a practice, they had to get it cleared and scheduled way ahead of time. Mm-hmm. They had to be escorted. Yeah. You get sent to this little area. Yeah, and Saban might walk over and say hello, but he wasn't going to come over there and, you know. Tuberville it up. Yeah. No. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, it, does that change? I, I I don't know. Yeah. I think people underestimate exactly what Saban's done there. I really do. I, I think history, 50 years from now, will look back on the Saban era at Alabama and go, oh, my God. Yeah, in some ways he's underrated and he's absolutely underpaid considering what he's given to that university. So we'll uh, look at a few lines we haven't done the A&M one yet. We'll get into it. We're just hanging out with you. Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting to understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float-down option, which allows you to lock in the current rate. But if rates get down before you close, you get that lower rate. 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. The MPW Digital pregame show is brought to you by Sports Bistro. Walk-On Sports Bistro, it'll be up uh, later today, like I said. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, Voodoo shrimp plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads. Quality, fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. Coming soon in November, it's Walk-On Sports Bistro. More than a restaurant, 1737 B University Avenue in Oxford. Uh, go ahead and get Rebel Grove uh, typed up in your um, where you can cut and paste it. Go to Muddy Water Camo. After you get through making your selections, Put Rebel Grove in the promo code. You get a 35% discount on any products from the site. Free shipping on $100 or more for an order. They've got several new products on the site. They've also got the brand new Muddy Water Lady Camo Apparel as well. MuddyWaterOutdoors.com, promo code Rebel Grove. And then go to DeadSoxy.com. you got the same promo code Rebel Grove at checkout for 25% off your entire order. You want to get those um, Collegiate Line Socks. When you hit the state of Mississippi on the site, you'll see what I'm talking about. And uh, they're fantastic. Best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Don't forget to check out the clearance section as well where you can add that promo code to the clearance and get great socks for a price that you could never find at the department store. Uh, the Grove opened this weekend, of course, Old Miss and Tulane. You can still get in touch with the people at 7 South Tailgating. They provide the equipment, secure the spot, set everything up for you. Unloading assistance, food and beverage delivery on game day, and more. Single game packages are still available throughout the rest of the season. For non-SEC games, those are two twenty-five a game. For SEC games, three twenty-five a game. Six six two three two one one six eight two seven south tailgating dot com. And speaking of the Grove, you want to get those game changer patches ready to go before you head into the Grove. They're the only two patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-new natural ingredients will keep you in the game 
ready for the next play. GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20. REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Tell you more about Johnston Hill Creamery next week. Let's look at it right there off Molly Bar in Oxford. Uh, plenty of uh, catering and tailgate options. If you're getting ready for the Grove this week, you need something else to add to your uh, tent, add to your setup. They've got uh, a bunch of different charcuterie trays, cheese trays, pairing trays, dessert boxes, and more. You've got artisanal cheese trays like cheeses, spiced honey, fruit, house crackers, pepper jellies, plenty of cured meats right there on site and much more as well as uh, plenty of accompaniments to that they do cannoli boxes they do plenty of desserts a cheesecake dip that uh, is very popular they put kind of shortbread in there for the cheesecake dip and much more so 24 hours notice but plenty of time today you need to add things you can find their menu on their site at johnstonhillcreamery.com or give a call to place an order that's 662-419-9201 again just 24 hours ahead and get you ready for game day for the Grove here this weekend as Ole Miss faces Tulane at 7 o'clock. A lot of options there. Were we, uh, were, I mean, sorry, we were not doing anything. We are completely innocent. Were we, um, were, 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 were our subscribers hawking televisions yesterday? Did we ever get to the bottom of what was going on there? <laughs> it was a funny thread. I never I never got to the bottom of exactly what was happening, but I, I, I got several laughs out of it. Yeah, I had a buddy send it to me and go, uh, you seen this? And I went, yeah. well, no, but... Hey, I'm not breaking any laws. No, hey, I, uh, y'all, I mean, y'all, y'all do you whatever, whatever you like to do. People are like, do you need to take that down? I'm like, yeah. no, why? Yeah, do anything? I ain't do anything. Now we have like a lot of fine print in those things, tell us we're not liable for anything. Um, so anyway, we didn't talk about this. There's nothing really to talk about. But New Mexico, New Mexico, I keep wanting to say New Mexico State. New Mexico, a 27 and a half point underdog at A and M. Beats the hell out of me. But whatever, I laid the points and said sure. Um, I laid them. We'll see. I don't know. I'm 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 tired of putting my faith in teams like New Mexico. It typically doesn't go well. They gave up twenty something points to New Mexico State. The kid for Kentucky celebrated the targeting. Yeah. yeah. Just mocked him. It was fantastic. That's funny. It was very petty and I enjoyed it. I don't like those suits. You're blue and white. Quit screwing it up. They, they refused. They they insist in their Nike. It's not even like we go, oh Adidas. I think it's why they won't win. When, they, when you look at the end of the year, you'll go, why didn't Kentucky win 10 or 11? You'll say, because of the uniforms. That's what I'll say. If they would just look like the Indianapolis Colts, they would win more football games. Absolutely. Put the big UK on the side of the helmet and move on with your day. This isn't complicated. The Colts have some of the best uniforms in all of professional sports. You have their colors. Just mock it. Just like Iowa does with Pittsburgh. Uh, Chattanooga, Kentucky, sure, whatever. Austin P beat Chattanooga. Kentucky will beat Chattanooga as well. Fantastic. Moving on with our uh, with our day. Uh, Missouri and Southeast Missouri, 11 a.m. ESPN. I think the Bears are what CMO's mascot is. Um, no, is that Missouri State? That's Missouri State. This is the Red Hawks, right? Uh, I'm not sure. In Southeast Missouri, like the Red Hawks? Yeah, I think so. They played baseball in Oxford. Because uh, Stephen McRoberts sent me a, a Missouri State volleyball the shirt, and they're the Bears. Yeah, that's right. They have a really cool logo, by the way. Do they? Yeah. Okay. I didn't that's on ESPN Plus, by the way. Oh, okay. Not ESPN. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah, they're not that right. damn desperate. This is their pay-per-view game for the year. That's correct. So you have to uh, you have to have the streaming service. Also, a little note on that: it is it does not affect Ole Miss anymore. But I saw lots of uh, confusion. If you have a TV or cable provider or whatever, streaming provider or whatever, that gives you access to SEC Network, 
you just log in with that on yeah, ESPN. Yeah, it offers you two different yeah, logins. You do not just, have to pay for ESPN Plus unless you don't have the other. As right. long as you can watch SEC Network on whatever your TV format is, you're golden. Just hit the hit SEC that Network. Go button. through my my TV provider. I saw a lot of people go, well, I had to pay for it. No, you just hit the wrong button. You you did not. Now, a lot of people don't bother to read. Did they make it a little confusing? Sure. but Not really. I mean, just click. It really wasn't confusing. Because one's I, like I free, did and one's like five ninety nine. Just hit the free. Yeah. Just do that. Uh, so, I don't know. Missouri's going to win. It's it's fine. Um, Tennessee Tech at Tennessee, 11 a.m. ESPN+. Sure. Plus. So, we have FCS games or crazy lines. That's what we have this week. We have nothing really in the middle whatsoever. Sorry, this is ESPN Plus as well. The... Uh, the Ohio Valley Conference sending the the textures into uh, into Knoxville, so Tennessee will be two and one at the end of the week. Yep, I mean, balls third, are back a third of the way to to bowl eligibility. Balls are back. Uh, number one Alabama minus fifteen at number eleven Florida. CBS two thirty. I just wrote don't overthink it like nine times because I was always going to take Alabama to cover, but the less I think about it, the more I will just take Alabama and move on with my day until they don't cover. I'm taking them to cover every week. Think. That's why I've been doing it for nine years. Uh, I did see. I just lay points. I think it was Cole Kublik that had the stat. It was somewhere this morning when I saw it, and maybe I'm off on the number by one or two. They've been favored in 87 straight games. It's Vegas has had Alabama favored in 87 straight games. Like I said, history will look back and go, "Wow." I don't remember the last time they weren't. I don't know who that was. Probably LSU in one of those games. Probably yes, but. Because that means they were favored through almost all of the Clem- or through all of the Clemson stuff. Alabama was favored against LSU in the Joe Burrow game. I guess so. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know. Well, at that point, was Alabama undefeated too? No. Seems they had a loss. Did they have a loss? But they had to. Uh... Yeah. They still had a loaded roster. Yeah, there were a lot they, of pros. Like on, they sucked. A lot of pros on that field that day including all three of those wide receivers we talked about the other day. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase and Waddle and Devontae Smith. Did everybody have Alabama covering? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Nobody took a shot on that one to be the, the lone duck. Uh, Georgia Southern plus 23.5 at Arkansas, 3 p.m. SEC Network. If there's a potential letdown, this feels like a letdown. Well, week. it's a sandwich game for them. They just got through storming the field against Texas. They get Texas A&M next week. But you have them covering. Well, they lost by 38 points to FAU. They lose about that much. Yeah, it's I. Or so the line's or, too small. Maybe I don't know. I mean, look, Arkansas can't throw it very well consistently. You wonder whether this and is and they the played week. with Rice for a half where they just didn't really pull away. I, yeah, I don't. We'll see. I'm not sold that Arkansas. This one some great team me more than anything. Sure, else. it's a lot of points. Yeah, I couldn't really figure out what. And I if you're Pittman, you just want to win. You're not worried about style points. If no, you're get Pittman out of Dodge. So, Thirty-one to thirteen. Get did out. Do they, they turn the car off pretty quick? Maybe. If I'm them, I'm trying to implement a little passing this week. I'm trying to figure out if I can get something out of the air from Jefferson to kind of take some momentum into next week. Okay, people will have to go to Neil's picks to see this. So I'm going to talk about something you guys can't see if you're in our stream. You mentioned the pants, but you completely ignored whatever this shirt contraption is this cat has on in the Mississippi State caption. Yeah, I I, 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 I mean... You can only put so much in the caption. The I had a hard time noticing the pants because of what the other was. Yeah, because the shirt looks like it's like a camisole sort of a thing that he tried to put on. 
It's a it's an odd look. But the pants appear to be a touch tight. I don't know how he got them on. Well, he had to make sure he buttoned them under his stomach. Like it had to be all under it. Like it, he, he had to be fastened at the okay, at the low waist. So at that point, don't you look at yourself in the mirror and go, "This is probably a bad idea." Well, that's right. I mean, that's a certain. Where age. was his hand raised guy? He doesn't. He doesn't own one. There's nobody in his no, circle that goes, no, "Hey, no, uh, no, no, Jim, no. it's a bad idea. Bad look. That button's a that button's." It's in danger. It, it's close to, yeah, to, to, to putting an eye out somewhere. Um, I did re- reference that sometimes Tennessee Tech beats SEC teams. I did. I, I couldn't oh, let did that. You take yeah, that I, shot? I, I couldn't let that one go in our in our picks as as it was as it was moving through. Uh, Mississippi State minus three at Memphis, three p.m. SEC. Uh, sorry, ESPN two. Look, well, I'd be surprised if Memphis wins this game, not even a little bit. But I would rather take State and lose where I was wrong, then try to get cute, take Memphis, and lose it. I'll be madder at myself. So that was basically how I did this pick. State's better on both lines of scrimmage. Yeah, I just took what I feel to be the more athletic, dominant team and said, we'll, we'll, we'll roll. Now, could Memphis win the game? Sure. Why not? I mean, somebody's going to be insufferable. It's either going to be 3-0 Mississippi State Midi or Jeff Calkins on Sunday. So we get to pick and choose our battles oh, here as we, as, as we move. Um... <laughs> Pray for Jeffrey. Um, caption when Kirby was very good. I laughed hard this, this this morning. Um, South Carolina, 30 and a half. Georgia, 6 p.m. ESPN. It's so many points. But, but can I South Carolina know. score? Well, nobody else can. At all. I mean, so far, Clemson couldn't score on them. UAB the couldn't sure score on them. Because their, their one touchdown was a pick six. Yeah, and so... You're telling me Carolina, who's not as good as either one of those two teams offensively, is going to come in there and score a bunch of points? And Will Muschamp's on the sidelines, and something tells me, Kirby. Oh, you think there's a Muschamp angle here? Sure. Okay. I mean, they fired him. Yeah. And he and Kirby are tight now. If you tell me that Kirby's like, hey, Will, I got you. Watch this. We'll hammer it down a little bit. Now I don't know who's playing quarterback for Georgia. Maybe it doesn't matter. But Daniels has been kind of banged up. The, the other the Carson kid's been fine. I mean, the kid who played last week is perfectly good at taking a snap and handing it off, and they're they're really good at that. Yeah. The the most interesting game of the week for me by far number twenty two Auburn plus six and a half at number ten Penn State six thirty ABC. So a thirty minute kick before uh, Ole Miss and Tulane. Are we? Let's see what we're doing. I took Penn State to win, Auburn to cover. You've got Auburn winning and covering, obviously. Everybody has Auburn covering this game. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. Jeffrey has Penn State winning as well. Um, My rule is if you give me the most athletic team and points, I'm going to take them. Yeah. I mean, I've got some Bo Nix concerns like everybody else, but the kid at Penn Penn State's not a world beater at quarterback either. Stetson Bennett, sorry. Frankly, I think Nix is better than the kid at Penn State. So I'm going to get the better quarterback – I get the more athletic team. The only detriment is they're on the road, but Auburn's played on the road against people before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this isn't going to be the first time that Auburn's heard noise. Yeah, I'm not changing my pick. They've that. played in LSU, and they've played in Georgia, and they've played at Alabama, and they've played all over the place. They've, they've These kids have heard loud crowds before. 
aggressive LSU ca- caption there. Um, she's way up in the air. They did throw her very high. And I mean, you've got to. I mean, she's got to be. And she think- does look kind of out of control, doesn't she? And yeah, she's got to be thinking to herself, you know, they're not exactly nice to women here. <laughs> Y'all are going to catch me, right? Like, what, <laughs> I mean, what, what's going on down there? LSU's administration's like, let her fall, see what happens. What could possibly go wrong? Central Michigan's in town, plus twenty and a half. SEC Network, six thirty on this one. Something that I don't, I, I don't think we'll watch a ton of. Uh, no, unless Central Michigan gives them a scare, and we're point? all in. Which one? I'm all in. Someone's gonna say that's you TV see? one. All of a sudden, they'll be like, "Did you see that play in the Ole Miss Tulane game?" I'll be like, "No, I was watching the train wreck in Baton Rouge. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> we were rooting really hard for Jim McElwain right now. Sorry. Oh um, God. If that got into the fourth quarter, I would. It, it would be. I would be hard pressed to turn away. Nobody has LSU covering. How can you right now? Yeah. Everybody has them winning, but nobody has them covering. We've been down this road when mm-hmm. it feels like it's spinning out of control. To me, it feels like it's spinning out of control. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they fix it. Maybe there's enough athleticism, enough blue players to just overcome it. But I have my doubts. And the more you watch of LSU players from 2019 in the league and you look at the success that their coaches have had, it's just a fall. And so, so much of it is, well, you know, they're wearing LSU uniforms. Okay. Central Michigan's not good, but they're pretty well coached. They, they hung they in there around. with they hung in there with Missouri. They did. Missouri's frankly better on offense. Yeah, I, I, I mean, twenty and a half points seems like a lot of points. I mean, I think LSU wins the game, but well, they barely covered twenty against McNeese. Twenty-seven to three. It was thirty. I don't know something. It was a weird game, and I'm sure it was a weird game for Ed going against his son and all of that stuff. But still, McNeese. It's still weird down there, and they. And again, I just say this What's because it, it needs to be repeated. Next week, Mississippi State. Their run of games starting next week at Mississippi State, Auburn at home, at Kentucky, Florida at home, at Ole Miss, at Alabama, Arkansas at home. The next game where you look at it and go, that's a W, no question about it, is ULM on November the 20th. Now, am I saying LSU's going to lose all those games? I'm not. But there is a possibility of a really bad run. But there's not a, oh, that's a W no. in that entire run. No, which means even it, – it's chaos down there even if it goes half and half, frankly. So, yeah. that's Oh, that's, totally. That, that's where it's sitting. Listen, if they lose in Starville, it's off the rails. It's off the rails. Let's talk Ole Miss Tulane and our picks there in a second. First, talk about Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities – they have two internet packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband, nespark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, parental controls, network security. They have wireless mesh extenders, but you probably won't even need that. Call the office for details. Find out what they can do for you. Again, 662-238-3159. Our ACS is owned by Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi, established in 2013 ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. 
If uh, you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA, SCADA solutions or large horsepower VFD specialist, ACS has you covered. They can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. For more information or to get in touch with ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes, such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam and BB are Ole Miss graduates. They pride themselves on hard work and maximizing value for their commercial clients. This week's property spotlight is on the Medical Parkway in Flowood, Mississippi. The Medical Parkway consists of 94 acres situated around the newly opened Sheraton Hotel and Conference Center and the newly renovated The Refuge Golf Course. The acreage is ideally positioned between the International Airport and Flowood Medical District with Jackson Hart and Capital Ortho on site. It's an excellent opportunity for hospital, medical office, professional office, and retail users to position themselves in one of the most vibrant sub-markets in Mississippi. So please give BB and Sam a call at 601-586-3220 to learn more about the Medical Parkway. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at BlueDeltaJeans.com. Go to their site, use the virtual tailor, and you can be measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple minutes. It's BlueDeltaJeans.com, promo code REBELGROVE for 10% off your purchase. Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford. Lamons, located at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford, has been serving the Oxford area for more than 73 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, watches, pearls, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Podcast also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air and Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer at 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, 662-429-4429. Zach Barry and I will tape a uh, soft verbal in the next 30 hours, maybe this afternoon, maybe tomorrow (laughs) afternoon, but we're going to get one to you. It's just a matter of uh, fitting it into a schedule. It's brought to you by The College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's not a problem. You can visit the College Corner at collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. So whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day, the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Podcast also brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Tomorrow they have tunes around town. That's from 5 to 7 tomorrow night. Four different locations for music with artists here around the uh, the Oxford Square at the Growler. Alana Mosley duo, Pocket Park. That's kind of out by Volta on North Lamar. Davis Cohen, Spring Street, Tony Boyle, Boyd, and then around Southern Table. The Blues Doctors also bus tours tomorrow at 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock. For those, you can call Make reservations. I believe spots available for sure for the three, maybe the four, not 100% about that. But either way, an adult ticket gets you $100 off a pair of Blue Delta jeans. So visit OxfordMS.com slash events. Uh, let's go ahead and go to Ben Mintz. We're, we're going to do Ben. Let's do him uh, now, and then we'll come back and we'll close lines after uh, after that. So, again, this will be in the pregame show, but just to give you guys an idea of the different content that you get on that on YouTube, here is Barstool Sports' Ben Mintz with Neil McCready. 
Ben Mintz, Barstool Sports, joins us again, as he always does, for the MPW Digital Pregame Show. Ben, good to see you, man. How you been? Oh, good to be seen, as always. Neil, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, just love love the product you've got with this show. you got a bunch of uh, good guests and you know, a lot of momentum for Ole Miss this season, to say the least, at 2-0. And, and you know, just getting excited about uh, what's all of a sudden become a much more interesting Saturday night matchup with Tulane than maybe we thought a month ago uh, after the, the second half they played at Oklahoma, almost coming back and pulling the shocker of the season, losing 40-35. to 35. And I think Ole Miss, because of that, is going to be ready for this game and it's taken it seriously let's just start there let's start with Ole Miss Ole Miss a 14 point favorite that's the line that I've got it's moved around a little bit maybe during the week but I've got it right around 14 14 and a half points at home against Tulane as you mentioned seven o'clock game um, on uh, ESPN2 come on, give me your thoughts on the game give me your thoughts on the betting line I, I, this is fun it's fun for me to be on this side because everybody else is on the other but I think People nationally, everybody's overvaluing that Tulane second half against Oklahoma like way too much. And you hear Elaine Kiffin talking about Tulane being an SEC team. Look, I got so much respect for Willie Fritz and what he's built. That's not an easy place to win. They got a new stadium, uh, you know, a lot of momentum. All that's great, but they ain't winning this football game. And they are a public underdog. People are saying, oh, Tulane's got a shot. No, they don't. <laughs> this is the fourth week on the road since Hurricane Ida, too, not their first. And I'm not saying Ida's even the reason. I don't think they could stop Ole Miss. They're over under 76 and a half. I'm much more inclined to lay 14 in a game where I think Ole Miss is going to score in the 40s or 50s anyway. Uh, I, I mean, I don't just like Ole Miss. I love Ole Miss in this game. I think they roll by three or four touchdowns uh, pretty big, like something like 49-24, somewhere in that range. And uh, I think Ole Miss with the bye week next week, too, you know, they're really going to be honed in and ready to go after that Austin P game. And so I think we're going to have a really good Ole Miss effort heading into the bye and Ole Miss rolls. Let me ask you this, Ben. Jeffrey Wright and I do this eye test thing, and I kind of like what we do with it. When people have asked me, I got a mailbag question this week, and it was a really good question. It was like, hey, Neil, what is it about Ole Miss that you like so much more than what everybody else likes? And I said, that's a great question. It's more than fair. And my answer is, it's, it's really elementary, but I think you'll be able to relate to it, Ben. It's they, they look like a good team. They, oh, yeah. It's, it's an eye test thing. And there's some teams that are out there that are 2-0, and and you look at them and you're like, I don't know. You know, like, they just kind of, they're okay. It's like, you know, you watch Texas against Arkansas, and you're like, yep, that's the Texas team that I kind of thought. That's what I was expecting. I expected a team that really didn't pass the eye test. Ole Miss passes the eye test. Yeah, I agree with that. There's a few points on that to follow up on. Ole Miss, with, with this up-tempo offense with Matt Crowell and all the weapons and speed, they score infinity against these G5 teams. I mean, like, you, for Ole Miss to struggle on offense, they got to get beat at the line of scrimmage. And Tulane can't do that. Ole Miss does have a good offensive line. And so when Ole Miss plays these G5 teams, man, they just score and they score and they score and they score. The possessions are so fast. And then the other thing – is man, what a difference Chance Campbell has made on the eye test. I mean, just having him out there at middle linebacker, you could just, I mean, I know he's just a transfer, but he averaged 11 tackles a game at Maryland. You know, you just feel like he's just got that presence. You know, the way he spot him, Lee Cunningham shut him down. And, you know, just him alone makes me feel so much better about this defense. And, you know, on that eye test, what, what I've seen out of this defense is you're not seeing the busted assignments that we've been seeing the last few years. Like, even when teams are moving the ball, there are hats there to hit them. Nobody's running free you know people aren't blowing averages and to me that that says a lot on that eye test 
right, let's get to some other games that I, I think are pretty interesting, and and then we'll get to the NFL in a minute. But I do want to get as much college football as you watch. I would be crazy not to um, get your thoughts on a few teams. I, I'm more interested in your thoughts on Texas A&M, not just not just in this game against New Mexico. There, they're giving twenty-seven and a half, but. You've seen them a couple of times. King's out now, three to seven weeks. It's a it's a it's a broken bone. It's probably longer than three weeks. What does this do for the Texas A and M big picture? I mean, it ain't great. They do have a heck of a defense, though. And uh, Elko, the defensive coordinator, I think is uh, extremely underrated. You know, last year I thought they had the best defense in the SEC, and they're going to have to lean on that defense. Uh, Lyell, I believe, is how you say it. That defensive lineman is unreal, but. Uh, they have to lean on it. You know, you saw the offense struggle so much, only scoring 10. And then let's be honest, I watched Haynes King against in that opener, and, I mean, he didn't look that good in that game either himself. And so they're going to have to lean on that defense, keep getting by. You know, it's not good for them long term, but at least they've got New Mexico and some weaker games. Uh, I know Alabama's coming in in a few weeks, and that's going to be awful tough. But, you know, when you look at this from an old Miss perspective, I mean, all of a sudden things are opening up in this West. LSU's a big disappointment. I was wrong about that. I admit it. I, I just drank all the Kool-Aid with all my sources, ESPN, Baton Rouge. But, I mean, their line stinks. They're not well coached. They're not good. And then we don't know about Auburn yet. We'll find out a lot more about them when they go to Happy yeah. Valley. But I still don't have any faith in Bo Nix. And I didn't like the Harson hire really at all. I didn't think – he doesn't have any South ties. I'm not a big Mike Bobo fan either. We've seen him recycled everywhere as an offensive coordinator. And so with A&M looking weaker on offense, LSU struggling, I mean, there's a chance Ole Miss could be the second best team in the West if things break right and they stay healthy. So I just really hope. Ole Miss can see, can seize that moment. What do you think about Mississippi State at Memphis? You, you've nailed Mississippi State two weeks in a row now. Um, they, they are a three-point favorite at Memphis. And these are those games you know this really well. These are, these are the games Memphis gets geeked up for. You get an SEC team coming into their place and all that stuff. And I mean, they're going to lay it all on the line. Can they? Do they have enough? athletes to hang with Mississippi State on the lines of scrimmage? We'll find out. I mean, Memphis is a lot of, they all had a lot of points to Arkansas State last week. But I'll say this. I mean, I reiterate this. I say this about Mike Leach teams till I'm blue in the face. Awesome underdogs struggle in favorite roles. And this is the exact kind of spot they struggle. Three and a half point road favorite. We all know as Ole Miss fans how tough it can be to win in the Liberty Bowl, especially when it's hot as balls in September. <laughs> uh, and so I think this is a trap spot. I'd lean Memphis if anybody. I mean, I was all over state last week in Cincy State. I mean, it just you, comes back to, you go back to Mike Leach's whole career. We've got a huge body of work. Texas Tech, Washington State, Mississippi State. He, when he's a big underdog, they're ferocious, and the games are supposed to win, they struggle. And, I mean, I just stand by that that analysis. And so I think Memphis has got a shot. It's ironic. State, you know, you think of Leach in the air raid, but it's like a dump-off raid. I mean, they don't have any playmakers. They're, they're defensive. But Arnett's a hell of a defensive coordinator. And so it's like you think of a Leach team, a wide-open air raid, they ain't that. I mean, I was on that under last week pretty big and easily hit it. So I, I kind of like Memphis, to be honest, in this one. Yeah, you nailed Mississippi State last week. You, you – you got that one. I, I missed that one bad. I thought NC State would 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 be better than that. I really did. Uh, all right, Alabama's at Florida. The media's trying to turn this into this game, and I get it. I just I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm like I'm laying these 15 points and not even thinking twice about it. Man, I lean Bama. I don't know if I'm gonna. I'm either gonna, either gonna take Bama small or stay away. 
the Florida court, I know Richardson, the freshman, has looked unbelievable running the ball, but he's got like tech mobile numbers. He's over 300 yards on nine carries. But that's not he's how you beat Alabama, dude. He's also a true freshman quarterback against Alabama. And I think this Bama defense this year has so much experience. We're seeing a better defense. The only question you'd have is like, can Bryce Young handle the swamp? But I mean, he's number one quarterback in America, you know. I mean, he's. Oh yeah, come on. I, I don't think it's not like he's some some bum out there. I mean, he's the favorite for the Heisman Trophy. So I also just think Florida lost so much from last year. I mean, then and you know they pushed Bama so hard in that SEC championship game, losing fifty two forty six, and Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts and Tony. Those guys are gone, and so I mean, I, I would lean Bama, especially Bama, maybe even Bama seven or seven and a half in the first half. I think they might come out and choke them out, but. I'm, I'm either small Alabama or passing. I'm, I'm, that is where I'm at on it. We mentioned Auburn and Penn State. That line's about six and a half. Auburn at Penn State. We no way to know really anything about Auburn at this point. We know a lot about Penn State because uh, they beat Wisconsin there in Madison. How do you sort of look at this game? I don't like either quarterback. I don't like Clifford either. Penn State. I mean, he can move, but he's not that good of a passer. On the Penn State side of it, home field should be killer. Wide out, 108,000 strong. Penn State's run defense looked really good against Wisconsin, and that's the key to stopping Auburn. I mean, you know they're going to run the ball with their four, trying to go lineman, tank Bigsby. Uh, to me, I mean, I'm going – I always hammer the first half unders. This feels like a physical lower-scoring game again. I mean, you got two teams trying to run the ball in weaker passing games in a wild environment. Penn State, six and a half. I'm staying away. Like you said, it's hard to know with Auburn. Uh, so I think I'm just looking at possibly first half under a game under here and just sit back and watch it. Before we get to any uh, pro games, are there any any other college games that you like as a as as a play? And there's it's kind of a weird schedule, you know, because week one was so good. This kind of feels like we're we're squeezing in as many of these kind of crummy games as we can before we get into full full fledged. I got a few. I'm going hard. I know y'all, uh, for all those, follow my Twitter at Barstool Mincy. I mean, I'm going high volume on them because that's the Barstool way. Gamble responsibly. We're having fun with it. But uh, I think a couple of just cliff notes. Oklahoma is going to just – I mean, they're going to – I mean, they're going to lay Nebraska's carcasses all over that field. Because <laughs> Oklahoma, I think it was good for them. That two-lane second half might wake them up. That might have been just what they needed. You know, they're up 37-14 at half. They took their feet off the gas, kind of got away. Nebraska's horrible, and Oklahoma, the thing with Oklahoma and Nebraska, they respect that helmet. That's a long lineage. That's a game they're going to be up for no matter what. They'll never overlook them. So I think they win huge. Uh, that's one I'm looking at. Let's see some of the other ones. I mentioned Memphis. You're right in that there's, like, a lot of okay-ish games this week. Um, there's not, like, a ton of standouts. I've got a lot of kind of medium plays. So I'll just – I'll just go. I'll just go with Oklahoma. A lot's been talked about on Cincinnati, Indiana. Uh, Cincinnati Super Public is a four-point favorite. I can't figure that one out, so I'm gonna stay away from it. It's just such a big game for Cincinnati's program. Get to play Indiana on the road. Indiana was a surprise last year, but we saw in that Outback Bowl. We saw in Week One. They're a fraud. So I'd lean Cincinnati, even with them being public, because you know Cincinnati's not gonna overlook a chance to go on the road win Big Ten. So that's one. And then the West Virginia Virginia Tech game is interesting because Virginia Tech's number 15 in the country. We all saw the beat North Carolina. Yet West Virginia, who struggled, lost to Maryland, is a three-point favorite, and that looks like a rat line to me. I think Vegas. So it's love West Virginia to make them a favorite there. You got to think the Joe Public should be like, oh, Virginia Tech beat North Carolina. West Virginia couldn't beat Maryland. Something smells on that one that makes me like West Virginia. And Neil Brown's a good coach, too. He is a good coach. He's a really good coach. I, I have to think that looking at all this realignment, Neil Brown's like, I got to get out of here. I got to get I got to get into one of the one, one of the big leagues and 
I don't know. It's just interesting to me that you think of West Virginia through the years, you know, you think of the Rich Rod offenses and Pat Light and Slade and even Mark Bulger and Geno Smith. This West Virginia plays defense and can't score, which is like the exact opposite of what you always think of that program. But, you know, we'll see. I kind of lean that way. All right, let's get into the NFL. Week two in the NFL starts on Thursday night. People will probably we'll, we'll push this out on Thursday, but most people will see it on Friday. It's the Giants and the Washington football team. And then Sunday, uh, it's a slate of noon games. It's kind of a, it's kind of a weird slate of games. Uh, I'm trying to look for something that catches my eye. Vegas at Pittsburgh uh, is an interesting Week One game. Game, I should say. Uh, the Saints at Carolina. The Saints. That one's very interesting. They looked great in in Week One. Uh, and then Kansas City and Baltimore. That's that, that's, uh, that's. Yeah, the Sunday night one. There are a few. So uh, a few thoughts I have. Uh, um, the Saints, boy, I mean, how, how would you not be thrilled with that effort? And this is Sean Payton. I actually took Sean Payton 18-1 to 1 to win coach of the year before the season because after Ida happened and the fact the national expectations were the Saints were going to take a step back, look, I love Drew Brees. I mean, I'm one of his biggest fans. I'm not trying to hear the slander of the man. But if you read between the lines Sean Payton's comments the last three or four years, He's been ready to have somebody to push the ball down the field. I mean, he hadn't like slided him, but you could just kind of tell he was kind of sure. like, you know, we're, we're window dressing everything we can do, but all we can do is dump it underneath and not turn the ball over. And now he's got Jameis who can unleash it. And because the Ida and the, the expectations with the Saints are going to take the step back, if they win 11 or 12 games again, he could be coach of the year just because the expectations were lower. So that was why I took that and uh, loved the way they looked. However, Man, rough week one on injuries. You lose Eric McCoy, starting center, Marcus Davenport, and Lattimore, your best corner. So I'm actually looking it over in Saints-Panthers this week because of that. These Saints-Panthers games historically are a little high scoring, a little more wild. I know the Jets uh, lost 19-14, but I, I think Darnold and Winston, you got two over quarterbacks that might throw it to the other team. Sometimes turnovers build a lot of points too. But a uh, fascinating matchup here. I, I'm really curious because Carolina looks to be much improved in year two under Rule and Joe Brady. And then obviously if you're a Saints fan, you got to love the week one effort. So I'm uh, really pumped to watch that one. I actually like Pittsburgh in the Vegas game. Vegas winning a month. I mean, I know it's early in the year, so you don't want to overblow the traveling, all that. But Monday night, late overtime game, early Sunday kickoff at home in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think Pittsburgh's defense will be ready. And it seems like a spot Pittsburgh's got momentum off that Buffalo win. So I kind of lean that direction. The KC Baltimore is fascinating. You know, Kansas City, eight and one in their last nine regular season games. One and eight against the spread. They win and don't cover every week. Yeah. Crazy. And so I'm actually kind of looking at, man, I never like betting against Patrick Mahomes. There's just really nothing I hate more than having to pull against him. But I'm looking at Baltimore plus four a little bit on Sunday night. You know, it was a, it was a kind of a, a funny deal I saw today, Ben. It shows you sometimes media is so desperate to create content. It's who should we be more concerned about more, Buffalo or Tennessee? And it's like, whoa, it's one week. Hold on. Yeah, but Buffalo goes to Miami, Tennessee goes to Seattle. Which of those teams at the end is 0-2? Boy, Buffalo and Miami is a hard one to call. Miami's a weird place to travel. We've seen through the years New England's lost a lot of games down there, and especially early in the year when it's really hot. Yeah. You know, that's kind of a weird home field, especially for a Buffalo team. So that's one I don't have a strong feel on. I like the Titans to bounce back. I know the Titans had an awful week one. Taylor Lewan, who's one of our Barstool guys, I mean, he got benched. Chandler Jones left a jock strap on the field, five sacks in the game. I mean, you never see that in pro football. But Tennessee's a weird team. It's almost like they're better on the road than at home. 
kind of. And uh, a lot of Ole Miss fans get to watch this AJ DK matchup and how much fun. I look I look forward to that jersey swap post game that, that everybody and their mom's gonna retweet. Um but I think Tennessee could bounce back as a five and a point underdog. So I I, I mean you would think Buffalo is more likely to win since they're a three and a half point favorite, but gambling wise I think I like Tennessee a little more this week. It's a game nobody else cares about, but I do as a as a Bears fan who we went to Cincinnati and the Bengals people treated us so great. So I've kind of become a AFC team is the Bengals. Bengals at the Bears. Bengals got a big week one win over the Vikings. Oh, yeah. The Bears looked terrible, but it was against the Rams. How do you see uh, Cincy and Chicago? I, I kind of think Chicago is probably the right side here because Cincinnati, this thing opened at three and a half, is down to two. I feel like Cincinnati's a little public. Look, I know the Bears didn't look the best, but I like the way they ran the ball. I really like the way David Montgomery looked. The line played well. I mean, I don't think they're as bad as people think. And it's interesting how they're managing. You know, you got the Andy Dalton playing against his old team thing and when's field's going to start and all that stuff. But uh, I kind of lean Chicago here uh, in this one. Boy, if you're not impressed with the Rams after week one, you, you aren't paying attention. They look like they look like the total package with Matthew Stafford. You know that the defense they have and some of the weapons. And Stafford looks like a kid at Christmas with all the, the, the toys he's been given. Oh, yeah, they looked excellent. And it was fascinating to see uh, the new defensive game. So, Staley, the defensive coordinator, took the Chargers job. And, I mean, he's obviously got a big week one win over the football team. But the way they moved Jalen Ramsey from that outside corner to the star, I mean, he was just running around like Honey Badger, just making plays all over the field. And, man, I I loved what I saw there. Uh, Stafford, I said this all offseason. Look, people think golf to Stafford's an upgrade. It's actually like an upgrade from the floor to the ceiling. I don't think people really understood – McVeigh is a brilliant offensive mind, but like he said, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, he's never had anybody like Matthew Stafford. You look at the weapons. I love Cooper Cup. I love Robert Woods. I mean, we saw the deep ball. You know, Goff, everything was play action. They they literally the whole offense was play action and rollouts to kind of hide his weaknesses. And now that McVeigh's actually got a guy in Stafford, I mean, you're right. They're extremely dangerous. And Colts, uh, the Wentz week one, they didn't, you know, Seattle dominated them. Uh, they don't really, the the playmakers are a little weak. You know, you know Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton's kind of like, I mean, I kind of think he's a little old and banged up. I don't know if they have enough weapons to hang in this game. The Rams are going to be tough on that fast track. We started with Ole Miss and Tulane. We'll finish with Tulane. Uh, the, the good news for the Green Wave. And I agree with you. I think they're losing and losing big to Ole Miss, but they do get to head home after this game. They've been in Birmingham for of course. three or four weeks or whatever it's been. They get to head back. Uh, I know that uh, they'll be excited to get UAB at their place next week just to play a home game, be back in New Orleans. I know you guys at Barstool are um, working on some things to help with hurricane relief as well. Can you fill us in on that? Yeah, we can. And uh, I've actually, and Neil, it's fun doing stuff with you because you got the Louisiana ties too, but um, we're going to do Hurricane Ida relief shirts that will be out already by the time this show gets released. Uh, they're going to be going for the Unified United Way effort. to affect to, All the money is going to be going to help Hurricane Ida destroy areas. We all know the damage that storm did. And I think there's more of a national understanding because of what happened with the flooding up here in New York, New Jersey. Usually the national here is like, oh, it's another hurricane. Like, okay, you hear that three times a year. But now that it hit this area – 1,800 miles away, I think people really understand the impact of the storm, how strong it was when it went 1,800 miles through the U.S. and still caused as much flooding and chaos as it did up here. I mean, I couldn't get to work one day because my street was flooded. I had to hold my tennis shoes up and go bare feet through a couple, like a foot of water 
to make it here because anything for Dave Portnoy, you know, you can't have the excuses. I mean, anything less would be treason, you know, a weakness. So, uh, but I mean, I think people understand, and we're gonna Megan making money who's out of Lafayette and from Mississippi Coast originally, and I are gonna work together, and we're really hoping uh, we're all the money we're raising these shirts is going to that. They're back to boot shirts, and uh, you know, obviously, I've got a lot of ties to Louisiana and Tulane. I mean, what heart they're showing? It's our fourth week on the road since Idaho, and so you know, my grandfather's also a Tulane alum, so I, I got no hate in my heart toward Tulane. Obviously, I want to miss the roll this week, but really wish uh, the Green Wave the best the rest of the way. Ben, as always, thanks for the time. Look forward to visiting with you again next week. Yeah, thank you for having me, Neil. Appreciate it. That was Ben Mintz. You can see that interview and so many more on the MPW Digital pregame show presented by Walk-Ons. So we'll uh, wrap up lines in a minute. Before we do that, I will tell you about Nick's Tan and Associates. NickstanOxford.com, 662-281-1200. Go to the website. You can go that through my signature on the message board, through the 321 content item they sponsor every single week on the site at Rebel Grove. That is up. You get gallery view of potential properties. You get list view, talk with agents, and much more with Clay DeWeese, O'Keefe Graham, and their staff of associates they'll help you on the buy side or the sell side here locally in oxford i've used them multiple times and give them a chance as well again that's 662-281-1200 we're also brought to you by pinnacle martin paloma and i'll be taping a mind on my money mind on your money podcast mind on my money podcast but it's kind of your money my money whatever money mind on money podcast presented by pinnacle it's mypinwealth.com m-y-p-i-n-n wealth Com. They're based out of Madison, Mississippi. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to uh, provide unique benefits and uh, added values that are simply not available to other travelers. Get in touch with him. Let him know what you're planning, what you're thinking about. He'll give him some parameters and then sit back and do nothing because he will give you a ton of options depending on how what kind of a trip you're wanting to put together. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. You just need an internet connection or a phone. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. We are also brought to you by a service specialist with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford. Service specialist has been connecting candidates and employers since 1967 as the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. Whether you're a new college grad or seasoned professional, whether you're in engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or more, you should contact Service Specialist. If you're a recent grad without much experience, reach out to Service Specialist. They're always looking for candidates that have potential and want to learn and get their foot in the door with growth opportunities. Mississippi's a small state. Shouldn't surprise you that Service Specialist always knows about jobs that never get advertised. Prospective employers looking for strong candidates, you should call them too. If you're looking to hire quality people for your company, Service Specialist has names and resumes ready for your perusal. If you're thinking about looking for a new job or you're looking to relocate to Mississippi, but you have some confidentiality concerns, call Service Specialist. No referral fees for those searching for a job either. You've got nothing to lose. So call Service Specialist at 662-832-5138 or go to servicespecialistltd.com. 
And we're brought to you by Alpha Specialties, located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. They're your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. It's the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got load trail. They've got uh, Hallmark cargo trailers. They can work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built just for you. For podcast listeners, Alpha has spare tires and wheels starting at just $100, a full selection of trailer parts and accessories, hitches, winches, straps, and more. 601-932-9798 or alphaofms.com. And we're brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers. From work to lifestyle to nightlife, there's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. They've got all the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Halsey, True Grit, Jack Victor, Duckhead, and so many more brands. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. So Ole Miss uh, giving 14 to Tulane. That is the uh, 17th ranked Rebels, 7 p.m. ESPN2. I'm the only one with the wave to cover, and I don't love it. Oh, did um, you pick Tulane to cover? Yeah, I don't love it at all, but their second half kind of backdoor stuff, Tulane staying at it. I just there, there, I have a hunch that Ole Miss is going to be up by like three scores for the majority of this game, but that something gets inside that number there toward the end. I mean, I don't think it's close. I'm not picking something cute from an upset or anything like that, but that line is just enough where some weird second half wouldn't shock me that it kind of comes back a touch. I guess I'm kind of basing this a little bit on just comments that different guys have made this week, talking to Chance Campbell, listening to Tyler Knight, those guys. It's pretty obvious that the word finish has been – resonating through the building Mm -hmm. and uh, they don't play next week they know what's coming I kind of feel like they let it all hang out a little bit Saturday night I mean it it, it kind of feels that way to me and maybe I'm wrong and then and then I think there's a human element that I'm 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 counting on a little bit from Tulane which is they've been on the road for yeah at some point your body and they get to go home after this game. Yeah. So you sort of wonder if – Let's just get there. Let's go home. Yeah. Um, the, the opener against Oklahoma has gotten so much talked about. Again, Oklahoma was up over three scores at one point in the first half. And they turned it off. Um, that's the only Power 5 road game Tulane has covered in the last five years. Now, again, does that matter? Maybe, maybe not, but just saying that. There, and I've got, a, I've got a ton of respect for that program. And I, yeah, I, I Willie mean, Fritz does a hell of a he job. He does a great job. And if you talk to coaches, they all rave about it. Pete raves about uh, Willie, Willie Fritz. But I just think there's a talent disparity here that, that's real. And kudos to them for what they did against Oklahoma because they came back and scared the hell out of Oklahoma. Oh, sure. And we'll see. No one. I, I like Ole Miss yeah. to cover. No one believes in Vanderbilt at all in this one. Stanford minus eleven. They're in Nashville, seven o'clock ESPN. U between the Cardinal and the Commodores. If, if look, look, if Vanderbilt's going to burn me, here's my arm. There's the yeah, flame. Sure. Just do it. But I'm not going against the team that beat SC last week to to do it. The line's only eleven. By the way, S- Vegas being a little cheeky there. A little bit. Vegas. I mean, not Vegas. I'm sorry. USC. They're putting some people in some weird spots with this week two firing. James Franklin had to come out and go, no, I'm not interested. So now when you go after James Franklin in November, he's done that to himself. And no, it doesn't matter, but 
well, you didn't have to do this. You the, could have waited. Well, the only reason you fire somebody in week two is because you know your season's an absolute catastrophe and you're taking the heat and the storyline off of it. That's it. Because you should have fired him last off season, yeah. And then what really are you benefiting by firing him right now? James Franklin's not coming to interview tomorrow. you got to so, pay him $12 million. Yeah. I, I mean, you just kind of humiliated Frankly, him you could have run the buy-on down a little bit and just waited to the end of the year. Yeah. What difference does it make? I don't get it. Recruiting still getting harmed. It's not like you're saving anything between now and November. Well, no. And, I mean, you could – at least those guys would have kept recruiting. Yeah. They would have at least tried. But two weeks in, the first loss just feels really weird. It just doesn't. Uh, yeah, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. It does. It's it really bad. does. It, it's that program. And they've done this now. They fired uh, Kiffin on the on the third uh, in a row. tarmac, and who was the one? Sarkeesian. Yeah, Sarkeesian. And yeah, I know he had it coming, but that's their third straight midseason firing. It looks bad. Or not even midseason, just end season firing. Now, the flip side of this, so that I sure. call myself out for being a hypocrite. Here I go. You always say when you know, you know. And in 2011, when Ole Miss decided that day, and they absolutely did that day in, in Nashville, this won't work. It's over. They should have fired him that Monday. But while I agree with you, everything has its own context. And SC by letting Clay Hilton coach the rest of the year, was not being crater like Houston Nutt running that Ole Miss program. No, that's true. That is a, it's a different – Because Clay was going to run a different program. Than, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, was, they weren't good, but no. it was fine. They, 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 I just wanted to point out my own hypocrisy yeah, sure. because I've said that in the past, and then I say this, and it's like, well, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth, and I, <laughs> I caught myself doing it, and, and I called myself on it. So okay. that being said – Here's the thing. Okay, to, to go full circle yeah, on that. Sure. I know we're at the end of a show, but I was just thinking out loud as I'm calling myself out on it. To your point, where you're exactly right, Ole Miss's mistake was at the end of 2011, we knew. 2010. Yeah, 2010. Right, I'm sorry. Yeah. At the end of 2010, you knew which direction the program was going. You absolutely could feel it. It was cratering. It was crashing. The courageous move would have been – Nope. 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 We're not not going to go further. Yeah. Not going to let it go even more. Stopping now. We're going to go hire a coach. Yeah. So I've now talked myself through that entire thing. Thank you all for participating in my therapy session. (laughs) This is today's TED Talk with Neil McCready. (laughs) I mean, you know, but and it takes it it takes giant ones. Yeah, Grind makes a good point. He was in the Pac-12 championship game last year. I know, but it was a five-game or six-game you know, season. I know. But was, I, my yeah. point is it wasn't Houston Nutt. No, like, right, it, right. Everything was still, look, right. it was swerving everywhere, but it's on the tracks. But enough. if you're firing him after two weeks, you knew you were firing him yeah. anyway. So it's like, I don't I don't get it. So if you knew you were going to fire him anyway. It means you were rooting against him all of last season. Yeah. Hey, lose. Come on. Let us fire you. Don't go to the title game. Lose. Yeah. Make this doable. I, I, yeah, I, I, I suppose. I mean, it's just such a weird thing. That program should be something more than it is, but it's not. And it hasn't been really since Pete Carroll. Lane had a pretty good run for a, a moment, but they were they were so hampered by their hands being tied. That's true. 
Oh, Lord. Uh, all right. We will get, um, I think Neil's going to run the pregame show this afternoon at some point. That's so the plan. if you'd like to check all that out live, you can do that this afternoon. And then that will be fairly close to running into hand raise guys. So our YouTube page, uh, a lot of work being done today on uh, on that. 7 o'clock, so for hand raise, Neil's picks up at the site. Plenty more as well. A lot of stuff, of course, of the uh, the week. And then Ole Miss and Tulane, 7 o'clock Saturday from uh, he did take him to one. Stadium. He did take him to one Cotton Bowl, didn't he? Did. he? Not two, though. Not two. Not, Not back, back to back. To back. Yeah. <laughs> 50, 50 years. I bet it's been 50 years since USC went to back-to-back I, Cotton Bowls. Damn sure I, it has. I bet it has. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sam Cunningham, long gone at this point. Uh, Remember that, that press conference, we're all looking at each other going, oh my God, can you believe he's saying this? Everybody's just... And then Burns in the back of the room and the whole deal, yeah. And Pete, Pete just castrated him in front of him. It was like, whoa. Yeah, it's a great day. That was the day that I thought, you know, I thought Auburn was crazy. But this place... It's got a shot. A, yeah. <laughs> this place can get crazy too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, All right. Hope y'all have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you again here in uh, about nine and a half hours, something like that, for hand raise guys. So have a good day. We'll talk to you tonight. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.